It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host and uh, well, as always, it's just exciting to be with you on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're from 6 to 7 on Sunday mornings. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We just talk about the church and all that God is doing in his glorious kingdom. This is show number 1007 today, and I'm just amazed. And we do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that seems to work out pretty, pretty, pretty well. And uh, Miss Jamie Brown is back in the studio with me again. I always love having her here because we talk about something that's near and dear to my, life, uh, to my heart, and that's a woman's pregnancy center. And uh, and she said a little while ago, and I, I don't want to take her words, but she says she <laughs> loves to talk about life. I do. I do. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Pastor Jack. It feels like home. Oh, I've absolutely. even been rearranging your furniture for you. <laughs> you have been. <laughs> uh, well, it's time for the March uh, for Life here coming up just real soon. That's uh, March 7th, I believe. March 6th. Uh, March 6th. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> a Saturday morning out at the uh, Antique Car Museum. It is. How, how many years have you been doing it there now? At the Antique Car Museum? Um, Gosh, probably five-ish or so. We used to have it out at um, uh, McClay Gardens. And before that, it was at Lake Ella. So we've just sort of moved all around. Seems to me like it's been more than five years, but it could be. It could be. It could be be six or seven. You know, they all sort of melt together. Yeah, I remember going over to Lake Ella once. I don't think I ever went out to McClay. Uh, So the Walk for Life has been going on, what, 12, 15 years, something like that. Oh, we're probably in our 25th oh, really? this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Explain to the folks, first of all, your ministry, a woman's pregnancy center. Did I say it right? You did. I always I have a tendency to mess that up sometimes. Tell us a little bit about that, then we'll talk about the Walk for Life. Well, a women's pregnancy center is a ministry that's been in Tallahassee for about 35 years, and it was started... Uh, by a group of people who were praying outside of then one of three abortion centers in Tallahassee and realizing that the um, girls that were going in needed to have an option, a different option that could give them um, a safe place to go where they wouldn't be pressured into having an abortion. And so a women's pregnancy center was born and been in many different locations and God continues to grow us and morph us. And I don't think I've ever heard that story. Really? And that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> because I've had most of the directors on the show somewhere along the line. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's ever told me that story. I want to explore that a little bit more. Now, okay. Do you, do you, there were three people? No, there were three abortion centers. Okay, three abortion centers. Yes. Okay. And, and I think there might have been one pregnancy center or maybe not even one at okay. that point. I don't know. I don't know that fact. Okay. But uh, our founding church, the push was from Celebration Baptist Church. Okay. And so the there's a group of people that was sort of the genesis of it. And so a group of them got together. And actually, a couple of those people are our are, are founding board members from those to many years day. ago. Uh, we've got a couple of them still on our board. Still That's serving. amazing. Okay. And so it, we've been... On a roller coaster, ups, downs, sideways, this oh, yeah. way, that oh, way, yeah. and and um, God and, is just continuing. And, and I've lived it. some of that with you. <laughs> yes. the, the, the different directors and the successes and things mm-hmm. that's happened. I remember when it was uh, upstairs over by the Winn-Dixie on uh-huh. Magnolia. I remember going over there and, and uh, just kind of watching the whole thing develop. But, it, but I, being a show about dreams and visions, I'm always interested in how things started. Mm-hmm. And uh, how somebody had a had a dream and they follow through and this is what you've described to us here and that excites me because that tells me that that anybody can follow their dreams if they follow their dreams <laughs> and so mm-hmm. and so now through these years and, and okay about what year would that have been that was in eighty five nineteen eighty five and how many different directors has there been oh um. 
I, goodness, I don't know. Um, I've been the ED for 11 years. 11 years. And then Barb before me was seven. Okay. And then Jenny was before her, and I think there were a couple more before her. Yeah, I think I picked up with with Miss Miss Geiger. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, back when they were like I said, over there at Win Dixie, at the mm-hmm. that's where I started market, too. Marketplace. <laughs> I, I volunteer. Yeah. I was a volunteer counselor. Okay, there. okay. And, and and you came in like I say as a volunteer, mm-hmm. but you had a background in business. I do, and uh, so that kind of uh, well, what's amazed me is is the different directors and how they all have brought to this ministry to a certain point. Yes, and then guys said, okay, it's time for you to move on. That's right. And then he brought somebody else who would take him to a different level. That's right. You are very astute. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. As I look back, yes. Um, Barb, before me, uh, was able to put us in a position where we were in a position of ownership uh-huh. of, of the place where we were. Right, we were right. located in the middle of the FSU campus now. Right. They've now grown around us. Uh, each of us has brought it, brought to the table different gifts. And, oh, yeah. And if you would have told me 20 years ago that I would have been doing this, I would have told you you were insane. <laughs> it was absolutely not on my radar at all. Right. God got a hold of my heart, and, and uh, he dragged me in, and I started doing this counseling, and I just was absolutely in love with Jesus, in love with the ministry, in love with these girls, in love with these babies. It was just an incredible what, opportunity. What made you go volunteer in the first place? A dear friend of mine, Sherry Dowmey, um, was starting her walk through that. She, she'd wanted to volunteer in this type of ministry, and, and so I walked along with her. She was praying about becoming a volunteer counselor, then praying about going on staff, and so on and so forth. And all along, she was saying, you need to come volunteer. And it was never a time in my life where I was able to do that. I, I went through a season where I was parenting young children and also had a mother with dementia. So I was, you know, I was that sandwich generation. Huh. And so I knew I didn't have any bandwidth in my life to be able to take on something as intense as this. And so finally, when my mother went to be, be with Lord, then you know, a gap opened up, right. and so I, I went in, and it was just the most amazing, amazing experience, and how God stretched me and pulled me and taught me, and, um, you know, the very first um, session I had on my own, where I wasn't being, you know, um, mentored by anyone, right. um, the very first one, this young woman asked her if she, I presented the gospel and asked her if she wanted to um, received Jesus, and she said yes. And I was so unprepared. I said, "You're kidding, really?" <laughs> and she looked at me shocked. And I said, "And I'm thinking, there's a script here somewhere. I'm supposed, so I'm supposed to do." But so I fumbled through it, and then came out. And then Sherry says, "Okay, this is what you do." And then the next week, he did the same thing. Another woman came to Christ, and the next week, and next week, a couple came to Christ. Wow. And next week, another couple wow. came to Christ. And I'm going, "Okay, I guess I c- we can do this, Lord." Right. And I said, "But don't send me anybody abortion minded because I don't know what to do with them." So. You can imagine what happened after that, one after another. So um, he he will stretch you and grow yeah. you. And but in those days, uh, because now it's pretty elaborate. The program I'm talking about, it is. all the different people, the, the mm. people you didn't have all that in those no, days. No, we didn't. Uh, I mean, how many people were there at the center at the time? Besides the director, other people on staff as well. There were. She probably had three or four on staff. When I came on staff, we had five. Okay. So basically, as you as you were coming in as a volunteer, and with all their other duties and things that they were doing, they were also having to train you and, and mm-hmm. other people as well mm-hmm. to be able to, to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of us, now it's baptism by fire. It was. <laughs> Put you in the room and let's see how you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess We that, train them a little more thoroughly than that now. <laughs> well, we're able to do. do that now. That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> saying is that I, I've been down to your place. I, well, it's been a few years since I've been down there, but but even then, just how well things were organized and all the different aspects of what you were doing. And in the early days, well, you, you were learning all these things, and all these things were beginning to come into place. <laughs> and so, like I say, here you go. Go in the room and just see how you do. And, and you sounds to me like you did okay. I must have you, because I – I got to come back, so <laughs> I guess it worked out. But, but, uh, but yeah. your background in business, uh, you were uh, doing, doing a lot of computer stuff. I mean, were you in your business and stuff? Were you people minded? Was it? A oh yes, my 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 degree in college was human resource management. Okay, so I love 
training people, hiring people, mentoring people. I mean, it was just my, that was my heart song to do okay. that. And that's where I, I, um, back in the day in Miami, the big, uh, corporate office of Jordan Marsh is where I cut my teeth on that. And, uh, so I enjoyed that. And, you know, as I look back, um, God has placed me in different, um, situations to prepare me for what he wants me sure. to do now. Sure. So I, I learned how to run a business from, um, running a business. And, and um, I was running a junior apparel store in the mall, and it did fabulously, you know, broke all sorts of records. And um, then I, I learned human resource management from, you know, that time in, in um, with Jordan Marsh. And then I learned how to raise funds, went through my stint through the junior league, and, you know, on and on and on it goes. So it seems like every all the components came together, and it was what the ministry needed you know, for a time such as this. Good. Now, when I said a few minutes ago, I says when you were you worked with computers, you kind of gave me a look like I don't no, know. no. Okay, so I, I, I've got a, I've had a wrong picture all this time because at one time you were trying to teach me how to use computers, and then well, uh, I, I know basic stuff, right? Okay, no, I don't know. I had it in my mind that you worked for uh, some uh, conglomerate uh, like AT and T or something like that, but that's not the case. Oh no, no, no. So Jordan Marsh, what is that? That's a um, that's like a Macy. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Uh, a clothing store, mm-hmm. type of thing. Apartment store. Okay, so so in the human, I'm trying to I'm trying to piece all this together now. Was that before uh, college or after college? Oh, after college. After college. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the uh, selling women's apparel. Yeah, well, at, I was their training supervisor, so I was I was on the human resource side. Uh-huh. So I, I I was over 1,200 employees. But that wasn't here in Tallahassee. No, in Miami. Miami. Okay, so now, now, folks, I would, if if you just tuned in, <laughs> this is the gospel. The life the, of Jamie the, Stork. No, no, this is the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and uh, I like to explore people. and And we're talking about uh, abortion, uh, anti-abortion, more than anything, but a woman's pregnancy center. I don't want us to lose our focus, but I think it's good to get to know you a little bit. And we've never really done this before. <laughs> Because uh, the whole uh, beautiful thing that's happening right now in the ministry of a woman's pregnancy center, God is using this lady in a marvelous way. And so for us to kind of get a picture of how God has been preparing you all these years for the success that this ministry is having at this time, Mm -hmm. it's to me, it's helpful for me to get that picture. So, you were working in the human resources part of Jordan Marsh, right? Okay, that means you were working with the employees. Mm-hmm. So okay. I would hire them, okay, interview them, hire them, train them, and occasionally let them go. Okay, now mentor when, them. When you were first starting there, were you actually on the floor selling stuff? I have that in my past i used to do that in at, with sears okay. but uh, no i i didn't okay so, so you know, human, I, i'd already been trained how to do that so right. no one didn't so, okay so now again i'm seeing the connection here <laughs> as the type of things that you were doing for jordan marsh is a lot of the same type of things you're doing now mm-hmm. as you're working in this ministry and expanding it in such a way that a lot of lives are being touched because mm-hmm. of it so did you retire no, I, um, well, sort of. We started having babies. Okay. And so we decided that one of the two of us needed to stay home, if possible, to raise them. And my husband was in a better position to earn a better living than I was. So okay. I was the stay at home mom with them. For how long? Oh, until our youngest went off to college. So we're talking about 20 years? Mm-hmm. So for 20 years, you were a stay at home mom? I was. Now, I did. Uh, stick my finger in my husband's business. He had his own engineering firm, and I would step in every once in a while and help where needed. Okay, but pretty much no. I stayed home with. And so when you went to volunteer at a woman's pregnancy center, you had no intention of becoming involved in men- in, in the management of it. Or, oh no! Oh heavens no! You you were just there to to do ministry, right? And uh, so, at what point did it become? Uh, a thought in somebody's mind. Well, I, I walked in the day our youngest son left for Auburn. I, I realized my, my job had just left for college. <laughs> and so I walked in and, and made the comment, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now that 
you know, I don't have any children at home. I'm right. nesting And because I was the PTA president and the crew mom and yada, yada, yada. And so I thought, oh, I've got to do something. And so the then my predecessor, the, the uh, Barb Shackelford, said, come work for me and be my assistant director. And we'll, we're going to open two branches. I said, okay, I'll do that for a while. A little while. <laughs> <laughs> now, she knew of your, your business background? She did. Okay. And so it wasn't uh, an unlogical an, an thing for her to make that suggestion to you because she knew, first of all, she knew your work there at the center. She did. So she knew your heart of compassion and all that. But she also knew your business background. So she's thinking, hmm, I can mercy, kind of chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can put this together and this can be a blessing. Okay. So, so you did. I did. And uh, things does to just take off at that point as far as the ministry um well we opened two branches there was a there was a branch in madison and branch in mary and um mariana that both they were failed pregnancy centers and both both organizations asked us to come in and so we went in and implemented our 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 model our paradigm and then sort of resurrected them they're both doing great to this day really yeah we spun, spun them off into independence yeah. they were reporting to to barb and, and to the board and then we um, launched them into independence and that's that's sort of how i i enjoy helping ministries and then just right pushing right. them out on their own so that they're successful on their own and and so then um barb and i both became grandparents grandmothers at the same time and so i thought oh, okay well my grandbaby's in oklahoma so i will back off on this and spend time in oklahoma and little did i know barb had the same idea and so <laughs> she retired to the board and retired to the staff and then didn't tell me uh-huh. and so my director of operations came in and said congratulations i hear you're the new ed and i <laughs> literally started to cry really and i went no i don't want to do this i'm headed to oklahoma uh-huh. and so they so, didn't ask you they just told you well she she worked for me i mean the board at some point then said Yes, we want you to step up. And so a few minutes later, Barb called and said, I said, Barb, is there something you're not telling me? <laughs> so anyway, that's then I became the, the ED. So that uh, was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And as, as, as an expression is, and the rest of that is history. <laughs> it's history, <Okay>. yes. <laughs> okay. So now at the point that you picked it up, now I'm, I'm going to go back in my memory a little bit. I remember. Uh, going down to the the house where you are, are at now, mm-hmm. uh, it was gutted. There was nothing. They'd gone in, knocked out all the the walls, and we were sitting on paint cans, have prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and you were probably maybe maybe you were there. I'm, I'm not sure. And uh, at what point beyond that was the the facility and the ministry when you came in? Um. Gosh, that was in 2005, and so I came in about 2008. Okay. So it was completed. Oh, yeah. The, the building was completed. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the staff was about the same size. We were um, at about the same operating budget and about the same size of staff for those five years that we were in that building before I took over. Okay. At that point, as you uh, – there's an expression I was taught when I was in Bible college and counseling. You know, how do you deal with a, a crisis? You put a Band-Aid on it, and the acronym is AID, Analyze Inventory Direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at, at that point, when you saw where we where, you, where we are, did did you immediately get a vision of where we can go? Mm-hmm. Okay. But see, that's the thing about it is – visionary leadership and it is a gift not everybody is able to see that beyond where we are now at that point was the ministry fairly financially stable and that type of thing it was it was on a much smaller scale than we are now oh, um, yeah. But yes uh, barb and paul had left us at a very stable situation and had got some we had a good foundation and we had a good working model i mean i think that we were caring for our our clients well and um it just i think we were in a good position but at, at but. that point <laughs> at that point when you looked down the road what did you see um 
Well, actually, it was step by step by step. Uh So I started with small steps, small projects, small ways to to how how do we serve our clients? How do we reach them better? Excuse me. How do we serve them with excellence? What's the next thing that we can do? What's the next thing thinking outside the box? And so the first step was we got to get on campus. We need a campus program to be able to reach out because one in – 10% 10% of college-age women will get pregnant. So a lot of our pregnancies, we serve these three college campuses in Tallahassee. And so uh, a lot of the unwanted pregnancies are happening on our college campuses. So that was my first thrust was how we're going to be intentional about being on these three college but campuses. But that was the reason why they located them in the first place. They were. But um, it was more of a come to us. And uh-huh. so I wanted us more out there on the campuses. Okay. So that involves a different way of marketing to them. Um, you know, their marketing to our college students is different than marketing in, in other areas. So we did that. And uh, then I began to see how important that the dads were in these decisions and statistics showing us that like 80% of young women who have abortions would have changed their mind had they had some sort of support. And in often cases, that's the support of the, of the father of the baby. So we began to realize that it, it, this was a crucial part and that society was telling these men, you just go along with whatever you right. know, she says. And we wanted them to be able to speak into the situation. And so then I, I started with the vision of, okay, we're going to have a men's counseling program and what's that going to look like? And so we had to develop our own counseling program because there wasn't a model or Christian biblical pregnancy men's counseling program that we could find in the country and so we created our own program and we would bring experts in and have men's male some men's summits and then our male counselors would you know see what worked and see what didn't and so we started our own male counseling program and um you know that's been something that's taken off but, but it wasn't like shared. so in the beginning it wasn't like okay I, I, I'm going to sit down I'm going to make a list of all the things I want to do that wasn't the case no. at, at that point it was like God began to show you things mm-hmm. as things went on this would, would be launched and it would have success and then God would speak to you and say okay here's another area you go to go with and to, to working with mm-hmm. but now the thing about uh, being an intentional on the camp, you already spoke about. Okay, let's let's find out who the father is. That's, that's part of it. But what were some of the other things that you did to become more intentional as far as reaching the campus itself? Uh, it was the marketing. We would we would actually physically be on campus. We were registered student organizations. We were um, we would do tabling events. Okay. Uh, you know, there's just get involved with the sororities. I mean, there was wow, and, and that's that's a, a time thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that took a lot of time to do this. Mm-hmm. That's why I hired a person to do it. Okay, <laughs> now tell me about that. It was, did you actually go? So, I, this is what I want to do. I need to find somebody to do the job. Yes. Now, how did you go about that? God just brought him to her. Really? Brought her to us. Huh. I mean, you didn't go, you put out an ad or anything nope. like that? It's just, it's no. A, so. And I don't do that. It's interesting. God, um, my I believe my gifting is team building. Okay. And so I, uh, I believe that he's given me the ability to put the right person in the right spot to be able to have them grow and flourish. And so that's my... My style is that I've, I've said this often is that my management style is an inverted V. And so I sit at the bottom of the V and then my staff is above me and then our volunteer counselors are, are above them. And everything we do works towards them to have that opportunity to be in that counseling room with the moms wow. and dads. Wow. And so um, to be able to do that, the, the these women that work with me um, need to have the freedom to be able to do their jobs well. And so they do, wow. and I trust them to wow. do their jobs. But now, this person that we're talking about here that you that you uh, employed was she already on staff? No. So, no. Um, <laughs> she is actually the wife of one of our pastors, Dean and Sarah. He was at one of our prayer summits. Uh, you know, we have prayer summits sure, every year, right? And so we were praying for the needs of the center, and then afterwards, he turned to me and he said, "I have your campus coordinator. She's my wife." And I, at first, my reaction <laughs> okay. was "Ooh," and then my next reaction was "Whoa!" And so she came in and she just took it and ran with it. Okay, so he knew. Well, I think he was on the board. Well, he right. was on my board, but he was also at the prayer summit. I see. Okay, there you go. But see. Um, 
the, the work in the hand of God. <laughs> and, and, and work as it this. And uh, she's been with you for quite a while now. Well, she was with us for a few years, and then she had another baby, so she decided to stay home. So we, um, we've had a succession of, I think we're now on my fourth one, and, okay. and they're younger girls because they speak that language better uh-huh. than I do okay. and can relate better. And so um, we just... Each one has brought a different. Set but of gifts. when when she came in, um, had she had contacts within the, the FSU community or the no. other colleges? So she not she, really. I mean, their their city church is very college oriented, yeah. so they have a lot of students. But but as, as she's in other words, you're 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 setting her free to envision and build this ministry. Yeah. Well, I I mean I I worked with her. I did just totally. Cut okay. her loose, but we worked together and said, "What can this look like? Let's try this. If this works, if not, let's try that. Okay. Let's try marketing strategies." And so, did you uh, eventually begin to see more of the students coming through mm-hmm. your doors? We did. So, we as did. you saw, you saw a direct result of the vision mm-hmm. and the and the working of the plan mm-hmm. and, and, and going forth. This is what we want to accomplish. It began to be accomplished, and I would imagine you're probably still seeing the fruit of that because oh, yes. you're still doing that type of thing. We are okay. Now you've mentioned that we have three colleges in Tallahassee. Well, we actually have more than that, but a major camp campuses. So, are you working all three? We are. And so, you have a coordinator for all, all different ones. No, there's one that that handles all of our marketing. But then there are the volunteers under under yes. that person to go mm-hmm. into the campus where possible. Yeah, <laughs> but I tell you what—that's that's a huge undertaking because um, I mean, how many students do we have at Florida State? Forty thousand, about forty thousand. I think so. And then uh, I think FAMU is about eleven. TCC, uh, last I heard, around fifteen. So that's a lot of a lot of places to go. But now I know that uh, like if it, if Florida State, maybe not because of the COVID thing, but they have one day. Where they have, uh, uh, what do they call it? Market Market Wednesday. Market Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Is that where you go? That's where we go. Uh, We haven't, obviously, since COVID. Yeah, everything's been a little Mm -hmm. bit more difficult. But basically, that's where your your initial thrust would be. And FAMU has something similar, and TCC has something similar. Because I remember one time I looked into that and still haven't uh, totally given up on it. It used to be you could just go. But then they changed the rule that you had to be involved in uh, some type of marketing, I guess. Well, you have to be a recognized student organization. Okay. So there's a process you have mm-hmm. to go through to, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, you did it. You've seen the results of it. It's been positive for you all because you've had a greater impact in ministry. But that's just one uh, aspect of what you all do. I mean, you have people coming in from all different walks of life, I'm sure. We do. So how do you promote the ministry? Uh, well, we have one person that does just the marketing. And nowadays, a lot of it is, you know, electronic. It's also social media. That's the number one way. Um, friends bring friends back. They hear about us and, and they'll, you know, they'll bring them to us. No. We're talking about things like Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Twitter, okay. and and how do you what are, what do those things look like when you when you when you put a post there? Well, that could be anything. I mean, um, you know, if if you're scared, um, you don't have to be alone. If you're worried that you're pregnant, do you want information? Do you want to hear about your options? Okay. Um, now, do you all do billboards? Because I see one right here by the church where we're where we're recording now, right up above Eighth Avenue. There, there's a this is scared. No, 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 it's not there. No, no, it's on Appalachian Parkway. That's where it is. I see it when I go by there. It's called Scared and Alone. There, that- there are several national organizations. Heroic Media is one of them, and there's a there's another one. The name escapes me. That just they do billboard campaigns okay. around the country. Now, do they funnel information to you? Uh, they. We are part of a hotline, a, 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 a national heartbeat international is, is an international organization of which we are an affiliate. And so what they will do is, is they will call a hotline number and then they will funnel those calls back to the local pregnancy centers. Okay. So they'll, we do long answers. Yes. Okay. They do. So that, that, that information eventually can get to you. Yes. Or one or the other. And there's what, yes. three, there's three pregnancy centers. In and tell us again who they are. Uh, Phi Center of Pregnancy Help and Information. 
and then there's um, the women's clinic. Okay, and, and and I remember we talked about this the last time you were here. You all you have similar ministries, but you don't all necessarily do the same thing, right? A little, a little bit different in the approach, and and that just gives us a a well rounded <laughs> approach to. I, I say we're different spokes on the same wheel. There you go, there you go. So now let's start talking about some numbers. You always good about giving us numbers and statistics. Where are we at? As far as what? Uh, how many? How many are you meeting with now? Different things, uh, babies uh, saved. Baby saved. Yeah. Um, well, non-COVID years. Okay. Uh, we are. We see about two thousand new clients a year. Wow, that's a lot of yeah. men and women that we we counsel. Uh, COVID, we were still able to minister to to our moms and dads, albeit it had to be a little more creative than what. As most people did, they had to find other ways around meeting face-to-face. We are now back, obviously, meeting face-to-face. Um, we're probably going to hit about twelve or 1,300. Okay. So, so we're getting back up to where we were um, this coming year. Hmm. We might even be close back to 2000. So during the the time when the COVID thing was really ramped up there, did you just talk to him on the phone or how, how did, did or was, were you able to make the contacts at all? Well, we did get a little creative. Um, I think at first we just shut down totally because I just, I, none of us knew enough about this. Right, I wanted yeah, to protect yeah, my staff. We I were had all 20, guessing in those yeah, days. Yeah. I have 23 women that I, you know, have to care for and sure. make sure that they're taken care of. Uh, that are on staff with me. And so at first we were shut down and then we started taking calls and then leaving them pregnancy packets on the doorstep where they would come and take it and then take their test at home and then us counsel over the phone. Okay. Um, there was a time or two where we counseled in the parking lot, one person in one car and one person in another car. <laughs> so <laughs> do what you got to do, right? <laughs> we did what, did what we had to do. Uh, couldn't do at that point couldn't do ultrasounds because that was too close of a contact without uh-huh. us knowing enough about the disease and so as we followed local uh, protocols and so we've you know now we're still being careful we're still socially distancing we're we're allowing you know we're restricting the number of people in the lobby at one time we're restricting the number of, of counseling rooms that we would normally see we we clean them after you know, after everyone leaves, each person leaves. So we were not able to see as many people because the appointment times are having to stretch right, out to right. accommodate COVID. But, um, but you're, you're, now we have another another facility. So we're seeing people at both facilities. But you're being very intentional we about are. the things that you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make sure that you're, you, you do things right and follow the protocols and, and all that type of thing. We are. But you're still able to do the ministry. The last time you were here uh, – you were telling us about this. It's called the mosaic, mm-hmm. right? All right, we're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a little break as we do. And of course, you know, Pastor King, he's got to get a little gospel music in here. But I told Sister Janie she's going to like this song. This is the vocal ba- uh, Gaither vocal band. <laughs> it's called He Lives. I see a hearty amen to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that, the first verse of that. Oh, yes. He said uh, he wrote that in, uh, right after the birth of one of his children, uh, Bill Gaither. <laughs> and uh, I love those lyrics of that. It's mm. just this, about uh, holding a newborn baby. We we have two uh, grandchildren, new new ones, because our grandkids have gotten up to six, seven, eight, nine years, years old. And these are both right of a year. And just watching that was just <laughs> just the most incredible Nothing's thing. Better. It really is. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, uh, Miss uh, Jamie Brown, is my guest today from a Woman's Pregnancy Center. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, seven twenty. Capital Circle Northeast. We always love having visitors. You can find us at uh, frcm.us. That's our website. We'd love to have you come and visit with us. We start at 11.05 Sunday mornings. And like I say, love visitors. You also can find this uh, broadcast on the podcast. It's show number 1007. If you want to listen to it again or share it with a friend, you can do that. Give it a couple of days then it'll be there. And uh, we always like to make that av- available to you can also find the daily broadcast, the Gospel on the Radio broadcast, there as well on the podcast. 
Saturday night, 7 o'clock, if you like Southern Gospel music, and you know I do, uh, you can find me on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel, sing a full hour of great Southern Gospel music. Love to have you join us for that. I wish I could put that on the podcast, but I can't. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, Jamie, uh, the mosaic is a pretty incredible story. No, it but is. it seems to be like it, you have lots of incredible stories oh, in your life. God's amazing. In, in your ministry. It is amazing. But before we get to that, let's remind them again of the Walk for Life. Tell us all the details about that. Yes, our Walk for Life is our second largest fundraiser of the year, and it is March 6th, Saturday, at the Tallahassee Automobile Museum. And registration's at 8.30. Walk starts at 9. We're going to we're going to allow for a few COVID um, precautions, but other than that, we're still walking, okay. and we're excited about it. Yeah, because you're outside, and people we're can excited. people can distance mm-hmm. from they one another. Can. And like I say, we're finding out a whole lot more uh, about the the virus. Uh, I don't think we're as a, as afraid of it as we were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's still a very serious thing, and we've all known people who have lost their lives as a result of it. It's just something to be very concerned about. But, uh, well, life has to go on. It does. <laughs> it just does. And uh, So I applaud you for going ahead and doing it. I remember last year we talked about this. Is before it really hit, it was probably out there. We just didn't know. You, you Actu- had to work. Actually, the, yeah. the, the, everything shut down the week after yeah, our walk. Yeah, I, I do. Boy, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you were just right in there. Uh, oh, but the thing about Lord. it is that we, we just have to be careful and uh, mm-hmm. maybe not hug as much and don't get right in somebody's face and that type of thing. So 830 in the morning, I'm going to warn you, even though it's March, it can still be chilly. It can. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't take a sweater last year. People can go, aren't, aren't, aren't you going to wear a sweater? I said, well, I left it in the car, and I'm not going to walk, go get it, so I'll just tough it out. <laughs> and, and, and it was chilly. And by the time we got back, it had warmed up mm-hmm. to where I was glad I didn't have it because I'd probably have to take it off and carried it. So so anyway, just warn you, it can be a little bit chilly on, in March, but it's always a great time, and you have a lot of stuff going on there. I know last year you had the had the drone that took the picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And, uh, and I'm assuming you probably do the same thing this year. We are. Uh, some of the activities are going to be a little different because of COVID. We just yeah. want to make sure that our kids are, are safe. Right. But uh, we still have a few new things happening this year that'll be fun. So you'll have to come out and see. I mean, this is crucial to us. This this will bring in probably a, a fourth of our entire operating budget for the year right. that, in that right. one day. And we don't take government funding. So this is, you know, every dollar that comes in is, is provided Support. by God's people. Tell how it works as far as as the fundraiser, the the pledges, and all the how that works. Um, well, it it's very simple actually. It's a two mile walk. Uh, people can walk anywhere, anytime. They don't have to be walking with us. Uh, they can, you know, walk. We had one person walking around the deck of a cruise ship last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, but they go to joinwalkforlife.com, and that's our walk webpage, and they can get all the information there. It's it's a family-friendly event. Everybody brings their dogs and their kids, and it's always just a beautiful day. And we you have Christians from across North Florida that all right. come together across denominations and just love life and just proclaim proudly that, you know, life is sacred and life is important, yeah. and they the, get the, out and they raise funds and they they develop their own walk web pages and they get sponsors and we collect the money for them and it's amazing and it grows every year and that's an important aspect of it is that you you just have to get the pledges and then you turn it over to them and then mm-hmm. they they do the follow-up we on get, all that yes get good information yeah. and then the thing that i, I noticed and i know you've done it before was it there's you can go to your your page there and it tells you how to set up a web, website for yes. your particular uh part of your fundraising yes and then you send that out through your social media and then people um just donate onto your page directly huh i'm gonna look into that because i'm I'm needing to learn more about the whole computer thing anyway Mm -hmm. or if they want to do it old old school they can hand you cash or write you a check or right right you know let us build build them for it that's pretty cool it is i'm I'm gonna encourage everybody challenge just give you a challenge try that with with the whole web page thing i think it could be pretty cool join walkforlife.com well the thing about it is it uh 
if I'm understanding this, you could do this in such a way to where it isn't just you just begging a friend. You, you put the no. information out there, mm-hmm. and then they make their own decision. They do, and I like that because I'm not I'm not a real forceful person <laughs> as far as making people want to spend their money. But I've been in business most of my life, and uh, the type of business that I do, I don't have to coerce people because I provide a service that people want. Right. And so, basically, you're going to give them an opportunity to choose life, and we're all about that. That's right. (laughs) So, wonderful. Now, Mosaic. Tell us all about it. Mosaic. Mosaic. That's – I love this story. So, Mosaic – is yet another vision God downloaded. Um, sometimes it's pretty terrifying when he downloads visions. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was talking with um, the other two center directors about the new mega Planned Parenthood building that had been built uh, on Tennessee Street. And uh, it they consider it a mega center because it's very strategically placed here because Florida currently does not have a 24-hour waiting period in place, and our surrounding states do. So their intention was, and what we are seeing happening, is the girls are coming in from out of state and basically getting abortion on demand. And so we knew that was going to change the face of what was going to happen. Tallahassee already has an abortion clinic, and their in their past Planned Parenthood has not performed abortions. They've just referred to other Planned Parenthood facilities around the state so we knew that this would be a game changer here and so as we talked about it i assume you know i asked the other two directors what were their plans for this and they said that at that point they you know they didn't have any and so at that moment gone downloaded into me and said you're it girl get on it (laughs) and so i went back out in my car afterwards and um i had a conversation with god trying to explain to him the many reasons that he was wrong. Uh-huh. And uh, so finally, after about 20 minutes of that, I finally got to the point where my prayer was, okay, God, if this is where we're headed, just make whatever this vision be so big that it could only be God-sized and you would get all the credit. And so at that moment in my spirit, I got the ding, ding, ding. We are now finally <laughs> on the right page. Now we can move forward. And so from that moment on, doors opened in incredible ways. It was so clear to me. I've never seen anything so clear in my life that this was something that God wanted to happen. And someday I will write a book about this. You need to. It is just (laughs) the most incredible thing. He started surrounding me with people because I, quite frankly, what do I know about building a building? And he started surrounding me with people, with resources that, that I needed to see this happen. And, um, I even drove up and down Pens- uh, West Tennessee Street looking for a place that we could rent, and there was nothing. And I came back and told my realtor, who was a friend of mine, um, I found this one spot. It's not for sale. And he said, he called me back. He said, it's not for sale. And later he called me back. He said, well, actually, it's got an option on it, so you all need to pray that the option falls through. So we prayed for three months, my prayer warriors, and in January, the option fell through. And so then we went into negotiation with used car salesmen. <laughs> and so that did not go smoothly. Right. But uh, and then finally, long long story short, um, we were he wanted they wanted a quick close. We raised one point eight million dollars in three months. My goodness! And that- we closed, and then we designed a building for free. Uh, our builder came forward, offered to build a building at no overhead. The subs started coming forward, offering to put the roof on for free, the air conditioning for free, the plumbing for free, and on and on and on we went. And we built this building for a fraction of what it would be, and in the middle of COVID and in three months. Wow. Now, is it different? The Mosaic, is it different? Than well, it's the, the Mosaic Sexual Health Clinic. Okay. And so it's named such as that we have moved our STD testing over to Mosaic, and so we test a lot of men. And okay. so our, our men are more comfortable coming to a place called Mosaic Sexual Health Clinic than they are Women's Pregnancy Center. Uh, I would imagine and so. Yeah. So um, we're seeing, and we we do charge for that service, but it's at cost okay. to us. So it's ridiculously cheap. All of the rest of our services are free. And so it's, it's a little bit different. We still do, obviously, the um, the ultrasounds and the free pregnancy tests. And basically where this center is located, uh, 
Planned Parenthood's clients go by our building on two sides before they pull into Planned Parenthood's parking lot. So they, we get a chance, you know, to invite them in right. if, if they want to come in for a pre, pre-pregnancy test at our right. place versus right. the other. And so then we'll go through their options for them and, and, um, you know, walk alongside them, whatever, whatever their choices are. Obviously, we don't say, provide abortions. You but say we'll, you invite them in. How do you do that? Uh, we have a large electronic sign okay. that, um, you know, we'll have display different, different messages. But if they do choose to abort, then we do have an after abortion care program wow. that we, that we wow. care for them as well. So are you able to gauge the results? As far as how how if you're making a dent, oh yes. How do you judge we, that? We keep statistics. Okay. Uh, we keep actually very elaborate statistics. About eighty percent of our clients, our moms, um, will choose life. Wow, wow! But but you you asked them. Were you planning on going over there? Are you allowed to do that? Uh, well, this is ministry wide. Okay. Um, we we just had. Uh, interesting stories. I mean, we've only been open since August. Okay. Uh, and of course, in the middle of a pandemic, that's looked a little different, but we're still seeing plenty of traffic coming through there. Wow. Uh, but we had one, <laughs> one young lady, the first week that the doors opened, we had this one young lady walk in and say, I can't find Planned Parenthood. Can I get a pregnancy test here? Well, of course, Planned Parenthood is this monstrously huge <laughs> building right next door. <laughs> we said, of course, come in. And so our girls loved on him, and she was calling Planned Parenthood, trying to break her appointment. And they're like, no, no, just come next door. And we're, she said, no, no, well, I'll stay here. Oh, wow. Pregnancy wow. test. But anyway, it was interesting. Now, are you splitting your time between the two places now? No, I have um, a director over there. Okay. So, so I have directors that. So you you're getting the stories. They're, they're telling you the stories. Yes. Yeah. You, you're yes. not necessarily there always to hear these things. But you, I'm not. But they, that's that's the part about my job that you know I, I miss. Uh-huh. The, what I loved about the ministry is what I do very little of now is is direct client contact. Right. But uh, when we're talking about uh, fundraisers and, and the necessity of raising funds, you're looking at, at the different facilities that you're uh, operating and you're paying salaries and, and all the different things like that. Man, this can get uh, expensive real quick. And yes. I, I know uh, I talked to one particular ministry here in town and uh and they, they told me how much they took in. And when they said that, I said, wow, that sounds like a lot of money. But then she began to break it down as to far, okay, we have this person that does this, this person that does this. And, and they really were running a skeleton crew. But yet it gets expensive when you're talking about uh, having to fund salaries and, and all the benefits and stuff that goes with that type of thing. It doesn't take much to burn up a million dollars. If, if it doesn't. And in our case, we have three locations. Right. One of our locations is our belly boutique that is our material assistance resources. And um, currently, although we're, we're, we have a church that's blessing us with a space, we're going to be uh, having to relocate this this July, so we're going to probably have to accommodate in our budget, you know, an increase to to um, you know to cover the cost of a, of a new. Okay, new and the facility. belly boutique. Explain us what that is. That's where when moms choose to carry, if they choose so, they can come, and we will provide material assistance and counseling and resources for them um, through their pregnancy. Up to delivery, then they come in for delivery, and we give them a, a it's like a baby shower in a bag. We call it a layout bag, so all the things they knew, need to bring a baby home from the hospital. And then we will continue to care for them till the baby turns seven months old, because okay. this tends to be a population that is on a roller coaster. One month they're fine, the next month they might be homeless, whatever. And so we want to be able to track them and make sure that things are stable, and then be a, a resource for them with our community referrals that we do. But basically, um, we provide them with diapers and high chairs and car seats and baby clothes and right. as you know as you can imagine and none of that is a line item in our budget i right. mean and, that's and all provided by yeah, our this churches. is what we talked about before we're encouraging people to have uh, uh, showers mm-hmm. for this facility to be able to bring that type of thing so do you know where you're going to relocate this in i don't uh so we're right now we're saying 
hey. <laughs> Anybody if, know a spot if you, if near, you tuned near? in and you have a facility that you could uh, donate for a while, mm-hmm. uh, call Miss Brown. That's right. Call <laughs> and, uh, me. If you're on a bus route, give me a call. Now, you uh, obviously have websites and stuff. How would people get in touch with you? Uh, well, they can call the center. Um, it's 297-1174. Okay. Get a hold of me. Um, our our donor website is lifeisprecious.net. Okay. Our um, client website is a women's pregnancy center.com. Okay. A women's pregnancy center.com would probably be the one that I would remember. Yeah, that's pretty easy. <laughs> okay. Although life is precious is pretty easy. A, a lot of times it's, it's a, is it a dot com or is it a dot org or is it a dot us? So yours is a dot com. Mm-hmm. A woman's, and it's a. A uh, women's right. pregnancy center. A dot women's pregnancy center dot com mm-hmm. and most of the things that we've talked about here today you can find it there on that website and of course if you are a, a young woman and you think you may be pregnant or maybe you know that you are and you need uh, some counseling to talk to somebody they're there for you i assure you and all they'd have to do is just would it be better for them to go to the website and contact you through that or just call you like either one but um, they may have questions we we love to talk to people on the phone well so. the thing about it is phone numbers are often hard to remember especially if you might be driving down a road listening to a radio broadcast and so It'd be better, I would think, just to go to the website, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the phone numbers are there. Mm-hmm. They okay. are. Now, and I'm looking at my clock here. I got a little over a minute. What would happen? The the young woman makes the call. What what happens? Uh, then we'll talk to her, find out what her situation is, find out how we can help her. Um, try to get her to come in and sit and talk. If that's not something she wants to do, then we'll try to you know help her over the phone. And we the, just want to be able to love on her and. You know, I, I come want, alongside I wanted you her to say those words. And, you know, it's just our heart to do that. Right. And it's a scary thing. It's 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 terrifying to be facing that alone. Sure. And often our girls don't feel like they have anybody to turn to. They're afraid to tell their parents. They may not right. be able to tell their boyfriends. So we're that soft place to land. And you are. You are. I've, I've been around enough. I've seen I've seen you work. <laughs> and, uh, these are great people. They really are. And they, they, they truly love the Lord. And they love the people. They love the ladies. And they love the babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just shows forth. When you're talking to them, it's, it's, it just really does grab hold of your heart when you talk to these people so i'm encouraging you if you are a young woman and you and you're scared and you don't know what to do call or go to the website a woman's pregnancy center.com how to do do. please do perfect (laughs) you're hired (laughs) let's pray father god i thank you lord for jamie and 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 this ministry and all that you do and all the blessings i'm just uh, it's just exciting to hear about all the blessings and father god continue to shower your blessings upon them and help them in all that they do and father we just thank you for life and lord we just pray these things in jesus name Mm. amen and amen. amen it's been great to have you Thank you. Thank you for coming. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.